Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. I'm so excited as we continue the study from the book of Philippians. And Good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing pretty great. And that's pretty wonderful right there. Pretty great is a place to be. And we certainly hope that where you guys are at out there, you're doing pretty great. We've been talking about this prison epistle and, and this prisoner, Paul, and and how in these terrible times of trials, he's in bond, he's in jail, folks. You want to talk about somebody with PTSD, you want to talk about somebody with a hurting heart, Paul is in jail right now as uh, as God is inspiring him to write this word and how, how God's using this word, you know, a couple thousand years later to illuminate our lives and to give us a path to walk on and to make a difference. And I'm pretty excited about that. We're, we're going to talk about three verses uh, today, this morning, and and uh, you know, as we look at the scripture this morning, we want to remember that Paul started out with the grace and peace thing, and telling him he thanked God for him, telling him he prayed for them, telling him they were in his heart, telling him it didn't matter that he was in chains, he loved them, telling him that God is his record, that you know God should always be our record, and I think Stephanie, we found in those first eight verses. We found that if you want to repel the devil, if you want to make a difference, if, if things are going to go differently, you do that. You do that by putting God first, by keeping people in your heart, by praying about them, by making it not a pity party, not about the injuries, not about the trials, not about the things we went through, but making it about God and other people that you still can help. Looking forward. There's some forward looking there. So today, this 90th podcast uh, here, here on this particular Friday is... So today's podcast is about following God's plan and finding the fruits of the Spirit to give us joy. Just to your first, and it said in verse number nine in chapter one of the book of Philippians, it says, In this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. So you know what he did, Stephanie? He personalized and said, I'm praying this for you, that it'll get better. Uh, that there'll be, uh, he's talking about that your love may abound and there'll be more knowledge and, and all judgment. And, and then in verse 10, it says that ye may approve all things that are excellent. And, and this whole idea up to this point is, hey, doctrine matters. Things of God matter. I'm praying that, that you've got these things of God right. I'm praying that, that God's going to use these things. I'm praying that these things are, are going to be done orderly and organized and making a difference and, and uh, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ and sincerity in serving God, sincerity uh, in being a Christian, sincerity in trying to make a difference in this world. Boy, it makes a difference when people are sincere. And then going on, and it says, being filled with the fruits of righteousness. And isn't that a wonderful thing? Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and the praise of God. You know, Stephanie, as we read through those verses and I looked at it, that three things come to mind. He's telling the church at Philippi that, you know, I, I pray that your knowledge will be right, that in judgment you'll make the right decisions. And, and you know, the only way we're going to do that, Stephanie, is to know the Bible, to have the right doctrine, uh, to be prayerful, have a prayerful life, to set the, the evil things aside. Like it says there in, in Romans 12, 1, I, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. 
uh, which is your reason, and I missed the line there, but you know what I'm saying, holy, <laughs> doctrinally, being right. And that's what he's talking about there, I believe, and, 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 and that you may approve things that are excellent. Excellent. I love that word, excellent, and sincerity. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness. So, Stephanie, as we read that, what comes to your mind when, when Paul's telling them, I, I pray that you have these things? I think it's it's beautiful because he's saying, you know, your love, obviously is referring to their love of God, their love of Christ, their love for each other. And he's saying, you know, I'm praying that that's going to just explode. Right. And, you know, it, it's going to just get, it's going to grow, it's going to, have so much, you know, fruit being born and, um, you know, in that knowledge of who God was, who he is and in all judgment, I think he's talking discernment there saying, you know, I'm praying God's going to give you, um, your love's going to grow. You're going to keep growing and knowing God better and walking closer with him. And then that God will fill you with discernment and wisdom and, um, that verse 10 is powerful that you need to prove things that are excellent. You know, in other words, you're not going to be okay with the haphazard. You're no. not going to be okay with the slipshod. You, you know, that you will, that you will only approve things that are A plus. Right. That, that and, are the best. And, uh, right. We can examine, we can tell, and you know, it's kind of talking about, we, we want the real stuff. We, we want love, right. not lust. We want, uh, we want worship, not, craziness we want a relationship uh not a casual thing and and with god and i mean that i think that's what's going on well i think it plays right into the next part that you may be sincere you cannot approve something that's excellent you cannot be a part of something that's excellent in the eyes of god if you're filled with hypocrisy if you're filled with covered sin if you're covered with a sham being sincere and without offense till the day of christ is powerful where your testimony where you're blameless. Yeah. You know, yes, there's going to be people that falsely accuse and there's going to be all that stuff going on. But when the rubber meets the road and God looks at you, will you have been sincere? Exactly. Will you have been without offense? And that's a powerful, you know, of just that. And as you, you know, as you abound in the love, as you grow in that knowledge and in discernment and you're proving things that are excellent I think he's summing it up in other words if you're doing those things if you're growing those realms those will lead you being sincere and without offense before God and that's that's like wow that's kind of a formula there for being found you know for being sincere without offense and it's Um, yeah and it's actually saying you know look for things you know be careful of things that are different we want to do things that we can judge excellently. That you know that word excellent belongs to God. I think. Uh, I, I I think in this case, you know, excellent, godly, right. Uh, I want you to be part of that. I you know things are things differ out here in the world of Christianity. Uh, things and there's false prophets and there's these cults that have their own Christ and they, they try to make their own way to heaven and they try to appoint their own prophets or whatever the case may be. And and he's saying, I pray that you get this right. And then you get to verse eleven. What happens when you when you get to verse eleven there? Well, I think as you're doing all of these things, it's it's summing up with, you know, 
these will all lead to you being filled with the fruit of the spirit is what we would end up calling it, but the fruits of righteousness, yeah, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. And um, I was thinking about Galatians five, where Paul said to the Galatians with the fruit of the spirit, because he's, he's gone through and contrasted a whole list of things that are not excellent, that are not sincere, (laughs) that are not filled with knowledge um, of God that are um, anything, but full of pure love and anything that would bring glory to God. And then he says in verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such. There is no law. There is no law that goes against the fruit of the spirit that goes against the nature of God. And that fruit of the spirit is in other words, just the Holy spirit, the life of Christ being lived out because that is who Jesus was. He was love joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, temperance, meekness. That is who he was. And for those things to be in us, for those things to be being lived in us, because they are by him, we have to be doing that, letting the love of him, love of Christ abound in us, being filled with who he is and the knowledge of him. And that whole list, you know, it's kind of a whole, all goes together here, but, that was Paul's ultimate goal, that as they did all these things, they would be, you know, as you're sincere without offense, yeah. you're going to be filled with the fruit of, of the Spirit, and that is his life being lived out. You will be his love. You will be shining forth his peace. You will be um, full of meekness and temperance and faith and um those things will be being lived out and demonstrated in your daily life as you're, you know, as you go through this list of, and it's not a list of rules. It's the things Paul was praying because he wanted this church to be all they could be for the Lord. Yeah. You know, um, praying this for each other is powerful. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's, there's, there's so much in chapter five of, uh, in in, in Galatians that, I, you know, and he's talking about love. And how do you love people? Well, love, you know, the great love, the agape love, the, the, the God love. Uh, we we, we got to have that first. We got to have that love from God. We, we got to accept it. It's there. Mm-hmm. And then we got to work at keeping yeah. it. And I think that's so, uh, so there's joy thing. And I know we, we're still on joy and we're talking about that and you stop on that. So. So, I mean, you're having the worst day ever, let's say. What You know, the, all eight kids are going in different directions. And, you know, and, and uh, Emmy wants to put on her uh, Anna dress, <laughs> or whatever the case may be. How do you find joy? It's eight people going eight different ways, trying to make supper. Life's upside down. How do you find joy? Well, it's not something I can just find on my own. Um that's a joy that you find in Jesus and um, where you say, Lord, this isn't about me. My flesh is weak. I'm tired, whatever the case is, but you say your joy is my strength and that your strength is made perfect in my weakness. And you know, if you don't have the joy of the Lord, the strength will be gone. And hence, when you don't have God's strength, your weakness takes over. And so that joy is a huge factor of yes, so. having your love, joy, peace all found 
your hope found in Christ and who he is to you. That's, it's a decision. I think, I don't think it's, you know, it's not something you just do. It's a decision you have to make of God. I'm believing you. I'm taking you at your word. This is what your word says. And I'm choosing to live based on this. But at a, and the Lord is always faithful to come through when we trust Him. I know, but in, and I like that, but in a more practical sense, what would mm-hmm. you tell a mom or a dad listening to this right now who's, I mean, the, the walls are caving in. What's the practical way? You, you know what I'm saying. You've been there probably every day. What's the practical thing someone does to get joy right here? Do you pray? Do you? Well... You you. can pray. Um, You can open your Bible and say, God, I'm not feeling very happy with life right now. Give me a verse that I can meditate on that will give me your peace and I'll put a smile on my face and let me know you're walking this day with me. Um, Another great thing to do is to turn on music. Yeah. Um, And may I recommend a CD? Yeah. What what CD would you recommend, Stephanie? (laughs) Oh, You know, I know that is a loaded question. So since I'm going based on the loaded question angle, um, if the word would use um, steadfast and trials to encourage you, we do have that CD available. Yeah. And um, I am not a good salesman, so Doug's trying to draw me out of my shell. But anyways, um, there is, you know, there's, you can get on, um, you can get online and find that on, you know, Apple Music or whatever. But find some good music that will encourage you, good godly music that will encourage your heart and who God is. You know, if you if you want the words, there's you know there's music out there with words. If you just want instrumental, um, a lot of times harp music can be very calming. But music plays a huge role when you look at scripture, especially with David and the way God used him and working his heart and life, music played a huge role in David's life. And David was called a man after God's own heart. And um, so I think music is huge. If you're struggling with joy, and I'm not talking turning on minor cued music, and I'm not talking about turning on, you know, stuff that's going to mess with you if you've got PTSD. Find music that will calm your heart and that will focus you on who God is. And God brings joy with that and a peace and contentment in him with that. Um, so music is a huge thing. Um, yeah. You know, th- and there's a special there's a special thing we have as Christians, and that is that we can go to God anytime. And there's many times when um, I'm really stressed out and, and either burning my arm while I'm getting supper on the table or doing other things like that that add a whole new stress level. And... I may be in a place where I can't do any of those things that I just talked about, but I can pray. I can still go before the Lord out loud in my head, whatever, and say, God, I'm really at my wit's end. And would you help me right now? And would you give me peace and comfort? And, um, you know, sometimes turning on, if if you've got, and this is just an off-the-wall idea that just came to mind, but something that helps my kids sometimes when they've, you know, they're tired, they've had it, joy is not flowing in our house like a river. And I'll just be like, you know what, maybe you need to go lay down and take a nap. Maybe sometimes, even if you're crazy busy, just tell the kids, mom has taken 10 minutes, and we're all sitting on the couch, and we're having quiet time. And, you know, just ask the Lord for wisdom. He can give you different things that work, you know, work for different families. And for your family, Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Great. But um, sometimes quiet, you know, just. Quiet's good. Dark chocolate is one of my love languages. Yeah. 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 So bride And, and being a single parent, I think, yeah. intensifies it because <laughs> you are doing it all alone. You are. You know, you get home from yeah. work, you get, even if you work from home, you're still at work and you get done and there's, there's not a helper. There's not a teammate there to, to, you know, help carry their burden or have them help carry yours. You're doing it all solo. And that is, that is extra tough. And there are days, very many days that I get to suffer and the, it's not that I'm angry at my kids. It's not that I'm angry at anyone. I'll just be like, Lord, I'm really tired. And I'm very thankful for this role you've given me, but I'm tired. And would you give me your joy and strength yeah. to get through the evening and put verses around your house, put verses, even if you just write them out where you'll see them, because sometimes when we're busy, especially single, especially single parents, your Bible time may not be three hours a day like you wish it was. Yeah. So put verses around your house. In my kitchen, I have two plaques. One says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The other one says, I choose joy. And I put them in there because very often in the kitchen, um, I spend a lot of time in there. And having those reminders really helps me. And there's some days that I'll be like, I haven't seen that in a while. And it, you you know, it's there. I see it every day. But, you know, where the Lord really use it to encourage me to say, I'm going to choose joy. Even though I don't feel it today, I'm going to choose it because my joy is found in my Savior. Yeah. And so and it's, just and, some and, little and, things. Yeah, and I think the practical message that came from you out of all that, and as we wrap this up today, and, and I think the, it's probably the most practical message is I can't get this by myself. Uh, folks, if you're out there and you're going through stuff and your family's driving you crazy, your employees are driving you crazy, your soldiers, your Marines, your sailors, whatever, driving you crazy, and you listen to this message, just stop. Plug into the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, pop in a good Christian CD. You can, uh, and honestly, you can listen to us on YouTube. Uh, you can get uh, Fear Not My Child, a good song to calm you down and, and uh, different things like that. Just plug in somewhere. And you know, as I look at these fruits of the Spirit, Stephanie, and as we close, I see, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which means patience, gentleness, goodness, and faith. You know what comes out of that for me? That's, uh, that says to me that you believe in God, you trust in His Word, and that you're kind. Thank Friends, you. can, can I tell you something today? Be kind. I'm looking at a world right now out there on social media and on TV, and we need to find our yeah. kindness again. You know, and I'm not pointing a finger at anyone, any group. I'm pointing a finger at me. Boy, if I watch the news, I want to go out and strangle people. But, you know, God wants us to be patient. God wants yeah. us to be gentle. He wants us to show goodness. He wants us to have faith in His plan. So, friends, as we close today and as we talk about joy, there's great joy that's found in the fruit of the Spirit. There's great joy that can make a difference in your life. And Listen, if you're out there today and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you were listening to Stephanie and I speak today, and you say, what in the world are those folks talking about? Listen, there's just four things you need to know to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and it's all Bible. It's not what I say. It's not steps you have to make. It's all about God and you. It's you accepting God's plan for your life. It's always been there. First thing you need to know is the Bible says that we're all sinners. It says, as it is written, there are none righteous, no, not one. There are none righteous. 
oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and then it says, as is written, we all fall short, the glory of God. See, I'm not being great with my uh, verses today, but in the book of Romans, can you imagine there are none righteous, not one of us on this entire earth is without sin. Every one of us are sinners. We're born into sin, the Bible tells us. We're all sinners. And uh, listen, we all fall short of the glory of God. We just can't get there. So number one, the first thing you need to know is you're a sinner. Number two, we've got to realize that the Bible tells us there's a price on sin. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Because of sin, we're all going to die. That's why death is in this world. But let me tell you the good news. Number one, you're a sinner. Number two, there's a price on sin, which is death. Number three, Jesus paid that price. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, but God commendeth his love toward us. And while we were yet sinners, before any of you were born, Christ died for you. I don't know about you folks, but that's some great news. But you know what? You can know you're a sinner. You can know there's a price on sin. You can know that Jesus paid that price and still go to hell. Because the Bible gives us an action to do. It tells us over in the book of Romans, in uh, Romans chapter 10 and verses 9 and 10, it tells us that we must speak it with our mouth. In other words, we must go to Christ in prayer. We, we must, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Can I tell you something, friends? Four easy things to know, but they weren't easy to do. Christ died for your sins, but you need to enlist. You need to understand that uh, you're a sinner. There are none righteous, no, not one. You must understand that there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. You must understand that Jesus paid that price, but God commendeth his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then those great verses in Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. So let me tell you this, friends, as we go, uh, we're always prepared, Stephanie and I, to share the gospel, to uh, talk to you about the gospel of Jesus Christ. PM uh, us if you have any questions, but the four things. You're a sinner. There's a price on sin. Jesus paid that price. But you have to enlist. You have to say a prayer. Believe in your heart that Christ died for your sins. And he alone can take those away. And ask Christ to save you in Jesus' name. And if you do that, dear friends, and you're not saved, you will be saved. You will be saved. That's great news. And uh, all you got to do is trust in Christ. Well, we're honored again to be with you. Thank you, Stephanie, for being with us today. We'll pray that we get to see you guys or hear you listening to us next week. If, you, if there's anything we can do for you, stop by at Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. And uh, we'd love to talk to you about the gospel of Christ. We'd love to talk to you about PTSD. We're looking forward, uh, Stephanie and I, to grabbing uh, the book of Philippians, hopping right back in there and talking about how God's made a difference in our life. We sure do love you folks. May God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.